Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How would you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset, and that's when you can reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Look, it's summertime. Transfer window is coming up. It's gonna get crazy. So if you ever just wanna, again, take a step back and relax, read the transfer rounds, read the gossip rumors, grab a Coors Light. It'll be perfect companion for all those transfer merry-go-rounds. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when the beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Now that it's finally hot in Minnesota, I'm gonna be looking for an easy beer to drink, and Coors Light is perfect for that. It's lagered, it's cold filtered, and it's cold packaged. It's, again, made to chill. It's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies perfect for a moment to unwind and so when you want to hit reset reach for the beer that's made to chill get coors light in the new look delivered straight to your door with drizzly or instacart coors brewing company golden colorado and as always celebrate this this is joe cole this is ruben off the cheek and you're listening to the london London is blue podcast All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of the London Is Blue podcast. As always, your host, Brandon, joined by Nick and Dan. Gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen out there, you probably hear some excitement in my voice, a little bit of a hop, a little bit of energy. That's because it's match preview time. Nothing has been destroyed in my life, so I can still think like an optimist, Nick. This is the fun part where we get to come up with all the ways why Chelsea could win this weekend while we play Burnley. As a natural optimist, this is my favorite part of the of the pod series that we do is making all sorts of absolutely 100% right predictions guaranteed uh go bet on them. E, all right. Per legal narrator, please, please don't. Narrator commentary, please do not bet on this advice. It's actually not advice. It's just shit <laughs> has and that's it, Dan. It, it is it is nice and loosey goosey, right? The the pre match nerves haven't settled in yet. Barn, Burnley is Nick would say is future Nick's problem. I think you were going to go with Barnsley, which is a now, FA Cup fixture coming up in the future. They, they will be a little bit uh, less challenging than the Burnley side that we are about to face. But probably, probably. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll stay happy. We'll stay positive. We'll we'll be motivated. All right. Well, to play along with the game, uh, well, I guess I should say you were probably expecting. One Matt Law today. Why? Because we said it multiple times. But guess what? <laughs> Due to scheduling conflicts, we just figured Matt's had a big week. Let's just push to Monday. So we'll bring Matt Law next week. Um, once he's had some sleep, is caught up in, in thinking clearly. So instead, we're going to deliver the match preview, as I said earlier. Uh, and to kick it off, we'd like to do the three-word mat- three match preview. Um and I guess we can go with Nick to start it off, Mr. Bursting with Optimism. My three-word match preview is score many goals. Score many goals. Uh, would you like to clarify who? <laughs> Very good point. <laughs> I hope that Chelsea score many goals. Uh, okay. All right. So score many goals, speaking to Chelsea, not Burnley. Uh, I went with the Burnley Ballbusters. <laughs> Triple B, I say. Brandon, Bradenton, Busby. <laughs> Bruce. Br- oh, Bruce, I forget. Yeah. Bruce, what an excellent Br- Braden, name. Bradenton would definitely also fit, to be fair. So I, I Bridgerton, Busby. <laughs> yeah. 
I have my own Netflix special. Kind of a big deal. Uh, yeah, so anyways, Burnley Ballbusters, because I just want to go and just stick it right to them. Burnley been a, a thorn in the side for many a teams. Like, I, like Dan, this is where Burnley have graduated to. They're the new Stoke on a rainy night. Like, lucky mm. you, Sean Dyche. Yeah, Turf Moor. Uh, thankfully, we don't have to play them at their home territory. It's a Stamford Bridge match, but... Yeah, Burnley are quite awful in uh, all the typical ways of a side that you despise watching your team play against. Uh, I went with a three-word match review of Sleepwalk No Longer because we need the energy to be back in this side. And it's a damn early kickoff for those on the West Coast of 4 a.m. on Again? Sunday. So not great. NBC's doing you dirty. They need to have more pull on the Premier League. Yeah, well, that's, uh, you know, it is a global entity, but uh, I don't think we have that same influence. We can, Maybe we'll call up our friend Mike Ryan Ruiz, who was the last episode, and see if he can get to, get them to change it. Hmm. Good luck with that. Let me know how it goes. Uh, look, if you're listening to this and you want to submit your three-word match preview, go for it. Social media, Discord is the best place. We actually have an entire channel dedicated to the three-word series. Um, so uh, don't feel like you missed out. Go ahead and submit them. We'll retweet and like uh, the ones that are great. Um, so real quick, a little bit of housekeeping before we get into it. Uh, busy, busy week next week, as we assume. Um, Nick, tell the ladies and gentlemen what they're looking ahead to. Look, uh, we promise this time Matt Law will be back in our good graces um, on what, right, Tuesday or Wednesday of next week yeah. um, once we get it all recorded and stuff. And I, boy, I don't know what we'll talk about with him. There's been it's been pretty quiet around these parts for a while. So um, I'm sure I'm sure there won't be stories to share or bust ups or anything. So that'll be good. Uh, and then uh, hated rival uh, Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, next week it, it it's gonna be it's gonna be a challenge we go to um what formerly was three point lane to now the toilet bowl stadium so um tuchel is is going to have his uh tuchel tuchel or tuchel did we did we get that tuchel i guess i guess according to so more of a cut than a ch- yeah a little okay. in there okay like, uh tuchel will uh will have his work cut out for him yeah i think we just just locked it in so that it's not Tommy. I mean, pretty much anything yeah. outside of Tommy, you're, you're good. Tommy. Tommy Brady. Tuchel. Tuchel. Thomas. Tuchel. Um, right. Yeah. Dan needs to hit us with a Boston accent real quick. Let's get him a... Thomas. Yeah, yeah Tommy's got to go pick up his Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Nick loves a little Dunkin', uh, as we saw firsthand when we've been in, in Boston a couple times. So, all right, so look, let's jump into examining Burnley. Uh, we'll look at them first, like we usually do. Then after the ad break, we'll flip to Chelsea. So uh, Burnley so far, 19 matches played with six wins, nine losses, 13 goals for, 24 against, and seven clean sheets. Uh, the only problem here, Dan, is that while you would hear that and think, wow, pretty mediocre team maybe even below mediocre we're catching on a bit of a heater for them they've won three of their last five at least and i can't be bothered to check to see how far that streak goes back well i mean we do have some of the information here in the script if Ah. you really want to be bothered to check but yeah they have had a couple of fun matches for them i mean they were the team to break liverpool's streak of uh home games unbeaten and so we, we thank them for their service in that regard mm-hmm. but yes it's uh not good 
that four of the uh, total of 13 goals that they have scored all season have come in the last two matches that they have played. And so, you know, it's it's never a good time to play, uh, you know, a, a Burnley side that are always frustrating to watch us go against Nick. They just seem to be a little bit of a, a bogey side. But, you know, uh, them scoring in frequency at the moment is not something that excites me at all. No, Dan, uh, I would agree with that. It It always happens that, Chelsea rarely catch teams while they're on a down streak. I mean, hell, we caught Fulham after like five straight draws, and that's basically their entire point uh, total from the season. Um, Burnley are about the same. Now, I mean, flashback to, you know, when we played them earlier this year, uh, it was a bit of a whipping. Um, it was it was not really that close. We dominated basically every aspect of the game, and Ziyech announced himself to the world in that game, if you'll remember. It was also the game that Christian Pulisic got hurt in the warm-up and was out for another four or five weeks. So, um, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I I will admit, when I, when I watched the Burnley-Liverpool game, I couldn't figure out if it, were, if it was Burnley, Brandon, playing above their level by a significant amount or if it was just Liverpool in their, in their downturn. Contributing, I'm sure it was a little bit of both, right? Contributing to that result. But, I mean, it was a gutsy win for Burnley and certainly about the last opponent that you would have predicted to beat Liverpool at Anfield uh, during the you know their you know kind of paltry little home winning streak that they had. It was cute, that, that home winning streak. It was nice. It was a little cute home winning streak. It wasn't anything like the 86 that we had, but, mm-hmm. it was a, you know, it was cute. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're playing okay and maybe even, dare I say, slightly more adventurous football than, <laughs> than we're used to seeing Burnley play, uh, which is, you know, it's interesting. Yeah, we look at some of the, the different stats and what I'm kind of surprised with Burnley, right? And you kind of look at like their discipline. They've only had 25 cautions, no red cards, 114 fouls. Well, Chelsea have had 31 cautions, one red card and 138 fouls. Which kind of makes me wonder, are they a much different team? Um, they, they've they had two errors leading to goals and two own goals. Chelsea have had two own goals, or have had no own goals, but we've had six oh, errors. Oh, he said it. He had to speak it in Six errors existence. leading to goals this season. So what I want to see out of this is that Burnley seem to be a much more tighter team. They don't really leave their shell. They, you know, on average, are getting far less chances a game. We just have to see what we can, 0.68 goals per match, right? Just miserable. But we have to be worried about, can we break down a tough team? To the Liverpool point, they just sat and sat and sat and sat, and they survived. And no offense, if you can survive a Liverpool, you know, kind of smacking about from your own box, odds are you can survive ours. So Burnley don't, end up giving up a lot of goals, nor do they score a lot of goals. So that's why Dan put in here in their last five matches, they have four goals for and four against. Well, three, there was a 3-2 Villa game. So all of those goals for and against pretty much came from one match. Like Burnley are the classic 1-0 team. 0-0, 1-0. Like that, that's where they well, live in the Premier League. 
unless you peer back into our record against them. So last season, it was a combined six goals for us, zero goals for Burnley, which was a little opposite of how it had been the season under Mauricio Sarri, which was a 2-2 draw and a uh, 4-2 victory for us. And so, you know, we went a season without conceding any goals to Burnley. The season prior, we gave up four goals to Burnley. And so the question is, is this a four-goal season or a zero-goal season? I don't know. I hope it's the zero goal season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, their recent results are good, right? I mean, that Villa comeback is a really impressive result mm-hmm. given how everything's gone this season, right? Um, you know, I, th- I think most people would have considered them down and out in that game. So uh, for, for them to come back shows a lot of character. Obviously, the Liverpool game, a lot of character. Um, beating new world beater Sheffield United, huge result. Um you know, and I, I think we all just respect Sheffield United a ton uh, <laughs> for their recent results. But I mean, look, B- Burnley are not. I think at Stamford Bridge are going to be out of their comfort zone. I mean, this is a uh, a team that we should beat, um, and I think could beat handily if if things go well. Um, if we move the ball potentially as quickly as we did, I think that's going to cause them some problems. They don't have the most mobile squad, I will say, in the world. Uh, kind of a rigid system. So I think there will be lanes to attack. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, a lot of common sense spoken there, sir. So uh, let's go ahead and hit the ad break because when we're back, we're going to talk all about Chelsea's side of it, uh, which will be a lot. You know, it's, it's going to be Tuchel's second formation. Uh, we'll talk about likely 11s, which are guaranteed to be absolutely flawed and obviously why Chelsea will win or why we might drop points. So thanks to the sponsors for financially supporting the show, and we'll be right back. Okay, um, before we get into too many predictions, Nick, I guess we can kind of just open up real quick. Tuchel gave his first press conference, um, you know, I guess a pre-match press conference. We've heard a little bit more out of him. We've we've seen a game. I guess what's your mentality uh, going into this one from Tuchel's perspective? You know, he knows he needs to win sooner than later. Um, it seems like a good opportunity, but I guess how how do you think his headspace is right now? How do you think he's going to approach this? It's still so early. Yeah, I I think he's going to approach this really aggressively. I mean, if I if I were him, I would. You know, I think he's made a few comments now. Essentially, um, yeah, maybe maybe we can cut in some of that audio if if Jake is willing to to do that. But uh, I think he's Jake made some insert that, comments here. But uh, you know. Our job is also about relations, relations in the club and relations, of course, with the team and to push everybody to the limit. And uh, success is also to make the the, the stadium happy. People should be excited to come to Stamford Bridge. People should be excited to watch our team. People should be excited and and feel that the team plays with a special kind of energy and and, and atmosphere. These are also the the soft points of, of success. But in the end, uh, we don't need to talk around a lot at Chelsea. You, you play for trophies and titles. Thank you, Jake. I was trying to be a little more subtle. But um, I think he's made some comments that essentially like say that, hey, you know, we, we don't want to react to teams. We want teams to react to us. We want to play aggressive. You know, I think he will probably play, I would, I would guess, as aggressively as he did on Wednesday. Um, but I think whereas Wolves were just bound and determined to sit back with you know two blocks of five, essentially, 
maybe maybe Burnley are are going to open up a little bit. It'll be interesting to see if he has any reservation about a counterattack or not um, there. So, you know, I. I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm more interested than anything, right? We don't know him yet as a manager. We don't know his tendencies yet. You know, and I don't want to pre. I think Dan, one thing I'm trying not to do on these shows, the early Tuchel days, uh, will will be to presuppose what he's going to do until we we have a track record of of things that are kind of common threads that that he wants to pull. So you know, I'm I'm very intrigued by this. Well, and if you look at his time at Dortmund and, and PSG, you know, there are formations that he used. But as we've talked about with our friend uh Joe Tweeds, with Phil, Chelsea Youth, I mean formations are just ways that people want to make sure or kind of conceptualize how action will happen on the pitch. What really is more important is what it what does it actually look like when you start to play. And so even when we go through a lineup, we're trying to suppose who who makes it onto the pitch and how they'll all work together, those things are still taking shape. It's still too soon, particularly because we know, Brandon, that he came out and said, I picked experienced players for my first lineup. That most likely will not be how he picks players for this match against Burnley when he has had time to see a few more training sessions, get data after a full first match, and start to piece together you know, who are those people going to be that he relies upon and who are those that he still needs to figure out and determine where they fall in the pecking order. You know, I thought it was interesting when he said in the in the presser about that lineup, he, he said he wanted the burden of transitioning from one manager to another to be on the experienced players, not the young players. I thought that was a really interesting reason why he went with experience. And he's like, has nothing to do with anyone's ability, has nothing to do with anyone's um, kind of role in the team. He just said experienced players should be able to take on this extra responsibility. I thought I'm not going to, you know, go full Tuchel time and just be like, this is the best thing ever, greatest. I'm like, but so far the signs I'm seeing and hearing from him are of someone who's been experiencing you know, or who's an experienced manager. Um, and now he just needs to go prove it on the pitch because he's had a half of a week now. It, 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 he can't have too much longer without producing. So let's just go out there and see what, see what he can do. And part of that, a huge part of that is his starting 11. So me personally, I think he's going to make some changes. I think the first Lineup was him literally just choosing the most experienced players he had, plus a couple, you know, changes he had to make. But this time, I think he's almost going to give the rest of the squad a chance to go play and see how they do. He's going to give 90 to this group, 90 to this group, and then he will make decisions going forward. So I went with quite a few changes again. Mendy and goal, obviously. Uh, but then I've got Zuma, Silva, Aspie, which I know isn't that shocking. I, you know, um, I could see Aspie potentially going to right wing back and, and Rudiger jumping in. But I'm going to stick with Emerson, Conte, Mount, and Reese James. Pulisic, Werner, and Ziyech up top. Uh, I'm, I'm literally thinking he's going to go with almost an entirely different 11 for this one. Dan, obviously you agree with me because I'm smart and intelligent. So do you just want to say ditto and move on? Well... As Nick said earlier, we don't want to presuppose things because that could get us into trouble. And I think you just did that because I don't agree. Just say it. (laughs) Uh, I have a little bit of a different lineup. I think the the three at the back was probably what we were planning for anyway. And so the easiest thing was to pick up what we were doing and run with it. Um, I I think we'll go back to, uh, you know, back four with Mendy in in goal. No surprise. But I, I do think we'll see 
So again, I do agree on the fact that we'll see rotation. I think you get to see Reese James start. Silva, no surprise. Rudiger was a a target of his at PSG. So let's say even though Zuma is probably the one I would prefer, we see Rudiger in there. Uh, I think Chilwell will start as well. Um, some type of midfield and attack combination of <laughs> Conte, Mount, Havertz, Hudson-Odoi, and, and Ziyech. Uh, it's going to be an amorphous blob, uh, I think, with how some of the running is going to go. And then I, I think you use Tammy up top. I mean, it's going to require um, getting in between some pretty tight channels, Nick. And, you know, I, I just want as much attacking firepower out there as possible. Yeah. I think I think your prediction of players playing in an eleven is really good, Dan. So well done. Um, <laughs> there will be attackers, there will be midfielders, and there will be defenders. Nailed it. Classic. Um, I'm going with a weird. I, I've actually just changed mine on the fly. Uh, so I'm going with a weird four-two-four formation. I was reading uh, Tuchel's comments about Conte playing as a double six and his version of a double six is essentially the pivot, you know, with the two midfielders uh, because he wants Conte to have a little bit of freedom uh, in that role. Um, so I'm going with Mendy. Uh, please God, Mendy, um, Reese James, Rudiger, Silva, Emerson. That's right. Chilwell has not been very good recently. And I think uh, this is, this is Emerson's time maybe to prove himself. Um, Conte and Mount in midfield. So a little bit of interesting uh, stuff going on there. Two players that didn't play midweek as well. Um, and Well, Mount played for like eight minutes, I think, but didn't really play. And then I'm going with Callum Hudson-Odoi on the right, Pulisic on the left, Werner and Abraham in the middle. Um, I think we started to see a little bit of of gelling between uh, Werner and Abraham uh, during the last FA Cup match. So I'm, I'm happy with that. Luton town was the name I was looking for. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be aggressive. I think it's going to be all out attack. And I think you're going to have width with Pulisic and Callum. And I think you're going to have um, a little bit of uh, a little firepower up front with Tammy and, and Timo. And I predict Right now on this podcast, a goal for Tino Verner. Penalty, open play. Open play. Dan, that's it? You're just going to give me no and not follow up? Come on. I'm still processing. I'm still processing. (laughs) Shock. It's just been so long. I I remember remember when Tino Verner scored goals. Farm remembers, obviously. All right. Look, it would be be phenomenal. If he gets back to scoring ways and – you know, I think what's interesting is if you go back and look at his time at, you know, in Leipzig, he's a, he's a streaky scorer too. So if he gets started on scoring and can build a little bit of rhythm, that would be a wonderful thing. That would be really great. Uh, it would not be great to see him score uh, and then fall out of the lineup immediately. Uh, so yeah, l- let's get him in. Let's, uh, let's get him in at some point. Let's get him an opportunity to score. Maybe. I think instead of starting him, though, Nick, it would be interesting to see him come in once you've maybe worn the Burnley defenders and the Burnley side down a little bit with the likes of, of Callum, maybe in your scenario, you know, Pulisic starting. Um, maybe they get a little tired. You put Timo on and just let's say, go to the races, son, and try to kind of chip some balls over and get him into space. Nope. No, Dan. Starting. Starting right away. 
That's what's happening. All right, look, I think there's going to be some rotation, man. They're, they're working hard right now to try and write this thing. And obviously, you know, you played a, a different formation midweek. I think you're going to see some rotation get in here. And my hope is that, you know, I'm I'm replacing all but three players in my lineup. And it's still a pretty strong lineup. So I'm, I'm happy with that. All right, let's go ahead and look at uh, Burnley player who might worry us a little bit. Um, Dan and I agreed, so I guess instead of me stealing your cool. thunder, I will let cool. you present our pick to the world. Wow, this is so so magnanimous of you, Brandon Bartholomew Busby. Um, cool, cool game, guys. <laughs> I, cool. I, I, <laughs> what middle initial B name can you give to Brandon Busby? Can't wait. Bart. Not obvious. All wrong oh. answers. Uh, <laughs> I love Bart. Uh, so the individual we chose is Nick Pope for the effect that Chelsea seems to have on opposition goalkeepers where they just become walls, absolute units every time we play them. And so not surprised he is the individual. I mean, he's averaging a, a 0.81 save percentage this season, which is, uh, you know, no surprise. Very good. Um so, yeah, I just, you know, that, that's the type of thing, Brandon. I, I think, you know, I don't like to give too much respect to the goalkeepers union, but your boy Nick Pope, pretty good at it. Pretty good. I wonder what Brandon Busby would have been playing like if he would have, you know, he's playing for a League One side as a goalkeeper and comes up against Chelsea in the FA Cup. Does he stand on his head? Does he get the Chelsea bounce? Man, mm. there's just so many, so many variables in that. <laughs> Hopefully my defender's... <laughs> Or worth a damn. Um, uh, Dan, let me enlighten you. Uh, ditto. Nick, over to you. I have no idea who you even picked. Uh, th- I picked a player for the opposition. Is this, is this like uh, a fantasy so I, scouting thing that you've got in your network? No, I, I think he's their only talented attacking player. <laughs> so I picked Dwight McNeil. That's right. He's a, he's a crafty lefty. Uh, kind of floats around the midfield. Uh, didn't really have a whole lot of impact. Uh, against us in the first game um and i i think we'll will not likely have a big impact again uh but he is probably the most dangerous attacking threat well he is uh leading their team in assists with two this season um but shifty left-sided players usually are not uh great for us we'll have to see what our right side can handle uh three reasons why chelsea will win I'm going right off the bat. New manager bounce. Didn't have enough time to fully get it against Wolves, so new manager bounce. You heard it here. Dan, preach, brother. Preach. Uh, that's that's a a big ditto Boom. there. Brandon. Brandon. Good luck, Nick. It's, uh, <laughs> Good luck. T- Glad to see you guys are phone- phoning this episode in. 2v1. Uh, I went with too, too much speed. Too much speed. I think th- this game will be... Easy for Chelsea if we get an early goal. It'll force Burnley out a little bit. And when that happens, I think the speed in between the lines is going to be too much uh, for Dyche and Co. Gotcha. Look, I, I like that. I think that makes sense. Uh, I will give a, a little bit more of an established reason <laughs> for the double ditto. What do you expect? You know, if, if Dyche was coming up against Lampard... And what he would expect, you know, there may be some probabilities on what the rotation is going to be, what the formation is going to be. You know, are they going back and watching, you know, tons of Dortmund 
videos or PSG videos to prep for how Tuchel is going to get this side organized. So there's there's an unknown quantity to him with some of these managers. And so I think that's why the new manager balance is a little bit more. They don't know what his tendencies are. They might know how Chelsea play. They might know how, they might know some of the players, but they don't necessarily know the manager or kind of his, what his imprint is. We don't even know. Like we're taking stabs in the dark here about what we think an 11 is going to look like, what the strategy is going to be. And we're not necessarily fully formed on that. So I can imagine it's going to be just as difficult for the recruiting department. 424, baby. We're just, it's too much speed. Just four, all, all gas, no brakes. Four, Let's four, go. 424. All right. Well, on the flip side, why might Chelsea drop points? To which I say, new manager stumble. <laughs> yeah, you guys are so lazy <laughs> what? tonight. My God. Look, it's God. all on the manager. Win, lose, or draw. Tuchel time. Dan. No, no ditto, Brandon. <laughs> Brandon, I don't know. What's another B name we could throw in the middle there for him? Brandon Biscuit Sandwich Busby. Um, no. Brandon, Brandon, Brandon Busby. E- easy. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon Busby. Uh, stupid, stupid set pieces. Look, uh, Ben Me could be dangerous in it. You know, they've got a couple of really tall individuals. And if we're playing some of our smalls, that's always a little bit of an issue. So especially if we don't have Zuma in there, who's been fantastic, uh, that, that definitely worries me a little bit. Even though Mendy has been uh, okay at claiming crosses, I would uh, I would worry about the set pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm going with just like an overall lack of confidence. You know, I, I think the longer Chelsea go without a goal from open play under Tuchel, the more it's going to wear on them. So my hope is we get an early one, start to put on cruise control a little bit, score a handful. But I I think if they're if they do kind of revert to the lacking of confidence and players are half jogging and do you know, doing some of the things that we saw against Leicester, then that that's a recipe for disaster. So um that would be my uh loss, re- reason why we could lose. All right. So triple ditto. I appreciate that. Um, look, let us know what you guys think. Uh, but before we let you go, score predictions, everybody. And what would you guess but a clean sweep on my prediction? A triple ditto, the triple axle nailed it. Stop trying to make triple ditto a thing. Ah, <sighs> you and your alliterations. I think it's going to be tied affair. I've said it the whole time. They usually are only plus or minus one goal, they keep it tight. So I'm going 2 1 with the victory. I do think the uh, the set piece uh, threat is a, is a real problem. We seem to like to foul people. Uh, Dan, you also are thinking it's going to be a tight scoreline. Well, I think that it will be one nil to Chelsea, and it's going to be. <laughs> I don't know if it'll necessarily keep me up at four a.m., but uh, you know what? Uh, it'll make for some uh, tense viewing. Four a.m. We didn't even get to that yet, Nick. So real quick, you, Mr. Lucy Goosey, it's going to be a blowout. That's right. 8-0. Chelsea, I'm kidding. Not Barnsley. Uh, Rare that I am uh, the most optimistic of the group on the score predictions. (laughs) Usually I'm I'm the curmudgeon uh, at the end who who tries to to bring everyone back down to earth. But I think a comfortable 2-0 win. You know, I, I really do. I think Timo gets one. Perhaps... Callum Hudson-Odoi gets one. Let's just, let's call that hmm. that, you know? What 
What happened to the Nick Verlaine? He was like, you know, I, I make the projections, guys. So the loss or the draw, I do it for the team. You know, the team, I give them a loss or a draw so that they can uh, they can win. <laughs> wow. That impression was just superb. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when they broke it all up. <laughs> you know, I couldn't deal with Dan and his stupid impersonations of me. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, unedited, uncut. You get the real us, obviously. Straight from the tap. Uh, as go. Dan alluded to, uh, spoiler alert, 6 a.m. kickoff central, 7 eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific. Yes, I did start with the best time zone. Uh, right, Nick? That's right. Heart of America. We All right. It. Well, it's going to be an early one. Set the old alarm clock Sunday morning, but it's going to sneak up on you. Uh, hopefully some of the other results of the weekend break our way. Um, Liverpool just pretty much kicked Tottenham aside today, which is pretty fun to watch as a casual, non-biased observer whatsoever. Well, Harry Kane getting hurt ahead of our match with Tottenham and being out for three or four weeks is... Uh, Helpful. You know, some things you can't pay for. <laughs> uh, that That is just... Uh, it's glorious. I mean, it'll... It'll be hilarious to see Gareth Bale try and fill that role for a little bit. At the so. expense of Dan's we'll, we'll fantasy team. Yep. Oh, well, and mine too, I'll, to be fair. I'll, I'll, I'll take the hit on four points. But, you know, we, we've got a couple of fixtures, you know, so United play Arsenal this weekend, um, Villa play Southampton. So there, there's Ooh. definitely an opportunity for some some point suppression here. So people notch up. I mean, West Ham play Liverpool. So, like, we, we can – this is a week to start to make up ground. Right. Yeah, all gonna, draws. All draws. Let's go. Everyone the draws. We win. Boring weekend in football, except for our match. Mm. That's what we're hoping for. Let's go. Well, clearly the TV companies didn't think so because they, <laughs> they buried ours. It's probably on Peacock or something stupid, too. So, anyways, check it out. Just make sure you don't miss it. Uh, hope you've enjoyed the preview. Uh, let us know what your predictions are. Obviously, we'll ask again closer to the match on social media, but Discord is definitely the place to go when it comes to these types of things. So, uh, anyways, hope you enjoyed the preview. Enjoy your weekend. Chelsea on Sunday. Going to be a big one for Tuchel as he continues to get his his hands around this team and starting to mold them. So until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.